You see, a dressage test is a showcase of your training. At each level, the judges want to see that you're able to execute each movement accurately while also maintaining the quality of work through each movement. Welcome to the Dressage Connection podcast, where we are demystifying dressage training so your connection with your horse can flourish and you can start making sustainable momentum in your riding. I'm your host, Beth Carter, an Australian dressage trainer, coach, and the human behind BC Performance Horses with a passion for making correct dressage training understandable and accessible for every horse and rider. I believe that every horse benefits from dressage training, and I believe that it is possible to develop a horse that produces high quality work that scores well while still having an epic connection with your horse. I'm here to help you build foundations that will support you through the levels, own your role as your horse's trainer, and fall back in love with riding your horse. So put your foot in the stirrup and let's build that dressage connection. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Dressage Connection podcast. Today I want to talk about when is the right time to move up a level in dressage. One of the biggest things holding you back from getting consistently good scores in your dressage tests is moving up the levels too fast. And you know, I get it. It is so easy to feel pressured to move up the levels because that's what everyone else around you is doing or to feel like you've reached your peak potential at your current level. So you may as well move on to the next one. I want to let you in on a little secret. There is absolutely no rush to move up the levels. Absolutely no one is judging you for staying at your current level until you're ready to go out there and kill it at your new level. In fact, that's what the professionals and anyone else who is consistently scoring high percentages is doing. You don't see Charlotte Dujardin or Catherine Dufour or Lottie Fry going out there and competing at a new level when the horse looks like they're struggling with any of the aspects of the test. Okay, so maybe you don't have your sights set on an Olympic gold medal, or maybe you do, or you just want to go out there and compete for fun and see where you get to. There's absolutely no reason why, whatever your aspirations are, you need to rush through the levels. It's not only really stressful because the whole test just gets really hard, it feels really hard to execute, which makes your success feel out of your control but it straight up robs you of the ability to reach your full potential. You see, a dressage test is a showcase of your training. At each level, the judges want to see that you're able to execute each movement accurately while also maintaining the quality of work through each movement. That means they want to see that you're able to show and maintain each level, um, each element of the dressage training pyramid required for that level through every single movement in the test. In prelim, they want to see a basic level of rhythm, relaxation, connection, and straightness on nice big lines. In novice, they start asking for a little bit of leg yield. The lines get a little bit smaller. And they also introduce impulsion with the addition of the lengthened paces. By elementary, the judges want to see that you can show and maintain all of the elements of the training pyramid um, through a bit more bend um, with more lateral movements being introduced and on smaller lines. 
From elementary onwards, every single movement you ride in your dressage test is an extension of something you've already been asked to show at a previous level. Let's use the flying changes for an example. Right from novice, you're starting to set up your flying changes with the counter cantaloupe. In elementary, you build on this idea with more tricky counter canter lines and transitions between canter and walk. These are all things that are necessary for you to be able to train and show a flying change in the medium. Then the flying change keeps progressing from there. From the medium, the flying changes get more progressively difficult. First, they start asking for them in more tricky places. Then they start asking for multiple changes on a single line until you have one-time changes. If you break down every test at every level, you'll find that there are no random movements. Every single line or pattern that you're asked to show in a dressage test is setting you up for something at a future level. That's why you need to make sure that every element of your test at every level is solid. Because if you can't show the easier version of the movement at the current level you're at, then how do you expect to be able to show the more difficult version of that movement later on? That's the whole purpose of a dressage test, to test your horse's training, to make sure your horse's training is on the right track for future levels. Dressage isn't about being able to scrape through a test by the skin of your teeth, closing your eyes and going down the center line and hoping for the best. Dressage is about showcasing the progression of your training. In a dressage test, each movement is judged on a score of 0 to 10, with 0 being not executed and 10 being the very rarely awarded score of excellent. These individual movement scores are then calculated to make a percentage, which becomes your final score. The average score for normal, non-professional riders here in Australia ranges kind of between the 58 and 65% kind of region with a trend that the scores are getting lower as the levels get higher. That means these riders are averaging mostly fives and sixes in their tests. So the average riders are performing the movements in a way that is sufficient and satisfactory. I think you can do better than that. Let's break down a 70% test. Before you stop me, I think 70% is a pretty achievable score if you have the right strategy in place. The easiest way to score 70% is to get consistent 7s throughout your test. On the scoring scale on the FEI website, to get a 7 on a movement, that means the movement is performed quite good, which makes 70% a quite good score. You heard me right, that is not even a straight good. So let's break that down even further. To get a seven for each movement, you just need to be able to show the movement accurately and be able to maintain the elements of the dressage training pyramid required at that level within each movement in a way that is quite good. Again, not even good. You've got no chance of that happening in the competition arena if A, you can't ride every single movement you need for your test quite good at home, And B, if you can't even ride the movements in the level before that are meant to set you up for that movement for a seven. 
Essentially, if you move up a level before you're able to ride each movement in the test accurately and showing the elements of the dressage training pyramid needed at that level, then you're setting yourself up to fail. And that is why your scores are suffering. Because instead of looking at your dressage tests like a showcase or a test of your training, you're approaching them like this challenge. You're going down the center line with doubts about whether your horse is even able to do what you're about to ask of them and then wondering why you're not scoring better. You're looking at the tests or the movements that you struggle with and instead of knuckling down and working really hard on improving them, you're glossing over them and you're skipping levels that feel hard so you don't have to do these movements or you're writing them off as throwaway marks that will have a significant impact on your score. Trust me, I have been there. When I first started competing elementary on my mare, we were averaging over 70% in our novice tests. In our first elementary test, we got 65% because I threw away the Traverb because she found it hard. Those sixes and fives that we got for the Traverb completely messed up our score average, where for the rest of the movements, we were getting sevens and eights. Throwing away that Traverb came back to bite me in the ass because it lowered my score average. It took me from that 70-something percent to that 65%. Then throwing away the Traverb bit me in the ass again because when I wanted to start training the half pass, I had to go back and fix the Traverb because half pass is an extension of the Traverb. So while I really regret going into those tests really unprepared... I'm also so glad that I made those mistakes because I was able to learn from them. Now, instead of making all the excuses under the sun as to why I wasn't getting the scores I thought I deserved to be getting, I'm able to break down those tests and know exactly why it wasn't happening for me and what I need to be doing to score better. Now, riding down the center line doesn't give me mind-numbing, crippling anxiety like it used to because my results felt so far out of my control. Now, I'm able to strategically ride my tests in a way that I know is going to get me those sevens and above. The best part is, it feels simple. You don't have to be the best rider in the world or ride the fanciest imported warm blood to be able to get a fairly good score. Every single horse, no matter what their breeding or their confirmation or your long-term goals, is able to be trained to perform each movement to fairly good standards, at least in the lower levels. And you, the rider that you are, are good enough to make it happen. But you need to stop jumping the gun and moving up levels before you've actually given yourself a chance to shine at your current level. You need to implement implement a training strategy that is actually going to support you and your horse through the levels. You need to start going down the center line and feeling like I've got this rather than being so anxious about what the uncontrollable outcome is going to be that you track right instead of left. It's time you leave the excuses behind. You're not not scoring well because that judge doesn't like you. You're not not scoring well because your horse isn't ours and won't do do a good canter transition in the competition arena. You're not not scoring well because the horse in the arena next door farted and distracted your horse. 
I know you're tired of towing your horse home from competitions after spending your entire weekend and your entire paycheck on this damn sport once again, feeling like when will it get better? It has to be easier than this. You're not the problem. Your horse is not the problem. The judge is not the problem. The weather is not the problem. Any other excuse you're making that is an external factor is not the problem. The problem is that your training doesn't support the level that you're riding, and it's time to change that. My signature online mentorship program, The Dressage Dream, is making a comeback in February 2024, fully revamped and with only eight spaces available. Inside this 12-week container, we will work together and with three guest coaches to develop your very own strategy to get you out there scoring 70% and above. And I'm not dreaming of this outcome. The Dressage Dream is proven to make dreams come true for riders just like you. Every single rider who has competed since completing the Dressage Dream has gone out there and scored 70% consistently. And none of these riders were getting these scores before they joined the program. They also weren't riding super fancy imported warm bloods. These are normal riders just like you on normal horses jumping in and investing in making their dressage dreams their reality. So let's make 2024 the year that you change the trajectory of your competition scores for good. The February round of the dressage dream officially opens for enrollment in January 2024. But if you've listened to this episode and it's speaking to you, then you can contact me via my socials, which are in the show notes, to secure your space now in December 2023. I will not only give you $300 off the program, but I'll also give you a bonus video audit. If you're listening to this podcast episode after December 2023, you can check out my website, which is also in the show notes to find out when the next round of the Dressage Dream will be. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Dressage Connection podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes and leave a rating, review, or share a screenshot of this episode to your stories to help more people find their dressage connection. You can always reach out to me on Instagram with any questions about anything we've covered on the podcast, your own writing journey, or just to say hi at bc.performancehorses. You can also get the latest info about how you can work with me on website bcperformancehorses.com i can't wait to hang out with you in the next episode but in the meantime go on and build that beautiful dressage connection 